watch it. Hello and welcome to episode two of Why Did You Watch with Dr. David Clark. That's me. And Dr. Kathy Moore. So mm. this is episode two, new and improved, I might add, thanks to lots of really great feedback that we got and some really good advice Yay. and technical tips from what? Feedback. <laughs> yeah. So, Audrey and Jeff, thank you very much for all your help, and thanks everyone to all your great feedback. So, we've made big improvements to the sound quality, I hope. However, it may be a case of two steps forward and one step back, because now David and I are having to uh, do this remotely, uh, because obviously we're in lockdown, just to timestamp these. So, we're in what, week three, week four? Uh, ooh. Of uh, the UK lockdown? I don't know, it's really hard to. No, because essentially I'm kind of losing track of days because you just go in and do work. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. So it could be... Time I, means nothing it, to it me It is anymore. Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I think so. Yes. It is April, right? <laughs> Which year? <laughs> That's where I am. Like I have yeah, a flipping clue. Yeah. Uh, yep, so it's all going on. And David is being worked to the bone by various companies trying to make new diagnostics so big round of applause for david and also the rest of the team and, uh, is working on it as well so you know oh there are a few other people working on it too but but yeah. yeah and i have been indispensable apparently yeah yeah kathy's been gold <laughs> with my with my fantastic contribution of emptying a bin thus far well for today it's another great film which i really love called phantasm have you seen it no i haven't no i've, I've heard the name but i've never seen it yeah, well, a phantasm is a, a a dream, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, or a a type yeah. of dream. I'm not sure if it's a yeah. waking dream or a sleeping dream. Well, it's a well named film then because it is quite dreamlike. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was it was made in 1979, mm. just like Alien. Uh, but it's not as good as Alien. <laughs> oh, good film. Alien. Um, yeah. and just to give you a summary of the film. It's about, uh, uh, hmm, uh, what? You've had three weeks. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't really know what it's about, to be honest. It's about a, it's about a kid and his brother. Okay. And they are menaced by a mysterious man, uh, um, I, I don't know why. Ronald McDonald? Um, and <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> not less yeah. scary than Ronald McDonald. <laughs> no, there's a there's the tall man, and he's the enemy of the peace, and he's trying to kill them, and he's got weird little sidekicks, and I I don't really know what they are or what or who he is or or even really what happens. Okay. And I've seen this film like half a dozen times. It's like Memento day, where you have no idea what's going on. You, mm, in Memento, he has no idea what's going on. In this, yeah. I've no idea what's going Fair on. Fair enough. Really. Okay. As you'll see as we go through the film. Mm. it's a, It was a first first attempt, really, I think, from um, a director called Don um, Coscarelli, who also did Baba Hotep, which is a great film. Uh, and I would recommend you watch it too. Um, okay. Bruce Campbell's in it. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But anyway, 
Um, so this this film was a, like a, a a first time for a lot of the people involved. Bit of a Kevin Smith story, you know. They okay. had um, like three hundred thousand dollars to make the film. Um, it made twelve million dollars though. Wow, in the end. So okay, that's pretty good. It's not not a bad yeah good investment. Uh, um, and the the main character in it is Michael Baldwin, but I would like to point out he is. Well, that was a loud motorbike. <laughs> Did you just beep uh, over he's... the top of that? <laughs> <laughs> he is brrrr. Yeah, nice. <laughs> he's one of them. No, he is not one of the Baldwin brothers. Oh, okay. He is. Just has a, a similar Baldwin. name. Okay, fine. Well, the same name, yeah. He's strange looking. He looks a bit like Jodie Foster um, when he was when she was young. Oh, okay. Which is a bit confusing in the film as well because you're like, oh look, it's a little girl. Oh no, wait. Oh no, shit. Yeah. He's also a bit of a vroom because he um, apparently he left acting during the eighties to explore his spirituality. Okay, is that and code for like do I, a lot of drugs? It probably is, you know, but I suspect he hmm. should have explored acting. acting? <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> would a, have been my recommendation. Mm. Not that I could do any better, just just to be clear. Mm. I don't want to be mean, but yeah. His acting was probably the best in the film, I would say. Ooh, okay. So the bar is low. Yeah. Mm, oh, flip me. Yeah, it's amazing. So um, it starts... So do you remember last episode when I said that the that most sci-fi horrors start with just an eerie noise? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This one starts with an eerie noise. So it's oh, just okay. sort of a weird... And lots of like <laughs> symbols clashing. And did you just say duck? It's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah, yeah, basically. Or maybe a fox. Uh, a cat. It's a cat playing the drums badly. Oh. <laughs> and it just it's so it starts in a graveyard, and there's a couple having impossible sex because you see a headstone uh-huh. and then four legs sticking out. All parallel to each other. Okay. Right? So there's two two man legs sticking out feet up and two lady legs sticking out feet down. Right. Almost as if they were lying on top of each other. But when you when the camera angle turns around and you can see the couple actually doing the biz, yeah. she's sitting up, like I think it's called Cowgirl. Right. On him. Okay. So basically what she's doing is she's lying with her legs completely flat. But her upper body bent. Well, that just sounds like ang- she needs to go to a hospital. <laughs> or she is the world's greatest yoga yogi. Um, I suppose so. Uh, uh, that the world has ever seen, because it's the le- they're completely straight legs, and then it cuts to her on top. Maybe she's like uh, alto. Uh, what was it? Oh, the ultimate limboist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she can just fold completely backwards like yeah. Barbie. Oh God! Yeah, That's, that sounds painful. So it's so uh, so he's lying there, and he's he just looks like a hippie. He's got a big like handlebar mustache and Classy. mutton chops and all of it. Nice. The hair and denim, denim everywhere. Well, it was the late seventies. It it was yes yes. It, I don't even know if it was the late seventies in this film, like based on the the fashion and the music and whatnot. But um, so she's going for it, and she's a hot blonde, and they they. They do the whole business. They do the deed. Okay. Right? Then she stabs him. Oh. With a knife in the chest. Where'd and that then... knife come from? What? Where'd she get the knife? 
Presumably she brought it with her. Okay, fair enough. Carry on. Well, if she can bend herself at a 90 degree angle to her own legs, I, th- I think she can secrete a knife somewhere. She could have probably, There's nothing this woman can't do. She could have probably just snapped him in two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she'd snapped herself in two. I don't see why she couldn't have done the same to him. I suppose so. But she, right, stabbed, she him. stabbed him. Yeah. And then she transformed into uh, an old man. Okay, well, I mean, I'm not sure about that. That's not great. <laughs> but I think probably <laughs> most people would argue that was the correct, uh, like, linear thing of events. Because if it had been somewhat different, he would have probably had an even worse time. Yes, but so, so I mean, the impression you get, yeah. the impression you get is that the the man transformed into a woman to lure a victim to the graveyard yeah. to stab. Yeah. If that was if that was his intention, the the murderer man. Yeah, sure. Why did he have full sex from beginning to end with the victim, then stab him and then transform back into a man? Wouldn't he have just disguised himself as a woman, lured the guy to the graveyard? Mm. And then went, tee-hee, stab. And then, done. Well, two birds with one stone? Or one guy with two birds? Two dudes with one stone, I guess. I, yeah, it's it was a really weird scene. And I noticed something that was weird, also weird in this <laughs> and scene. And then I and noticed I, something strange happening. <laughs> that's when I noticed yeah. something strange is happening here. No, something strange happened and I thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. But I thought no more about it until it happened again. Ah, later. So we'll talk about it okay. then. Right. So. So dude's uh, dead I, on a grave after being shanked. Yeah. And then old dude wandering around over the corpse. And he doesn't. Do you remember it right? So the last film, the, the special effects, I was quite pleased with. Yeah. I thought it was quite good. This one, they didn't even like computer morph him or anything. It was just one minute it was a woman and then it's a man now. Oh. Okay. Like a flash of light and it's a man night. Now, Maybe again, there's a terrible beer goggles. $300,000. What? Terrible beer goggles. Ooh. Yeah, yeah they fell off quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then, so I thought, oh, well, that's, I th- oh, great. Okay, so I've got some, some good stuff to start start um, this podcast off with because that's pretty weird. I, I guess it will be a bit quiet now. No. Um, The next scene, it's two... <laughs> Two guys just walk into a scene, clearly in front of a green screen. Oh, right. Of, uh, like, a country manor. Swish. I would have expected Miss Bennet and Mr. Darcy to have walked in, because there's a big, massive house in the background. Yeah, yeah. Lots of green. The two men walk in from opposite directions, but they don't walk in and talk to each other. They walk in and then stare off diagonally into the distance you know i'm kind of thinking it's a bit like that bit in um the fast show with the 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 farmer dude and the landowner because they're never looking at each other they're all kind of looking off to the distance but talking to each other ted and so that's um, where they're ted and ted and ralph ted and ralph ted and ralph appear and then they both stand shoulder to shoulder and look off at the same in the same direction mm-hmm. these two came in facing each other and then turned maybe 45 degrees okay 
and then looked off into the distance pensively and started to have this. It was, I was waiting for one of them to go, alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. He was full of mirth, you know. And the other one said, he's full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, that's, yeah. They they have this really weird conversation where they just cover a load of exposition. Mm. So they, they walk in, look off pensively, and then they have this really clunky conversation of, I can't believe Tommy's gone. Yeah, who would have thought he would kill himself by going to a graveyard, taking his clothes off, and then stabbing himself in the chest, I might add. That doesn't sound That's like Tommy. You... <laughs> Tommy, oh, yeah. we expected better Ledge. in Eli. <laughs> That's a very yeah. specific suicide. Um, it's, not, it's not a very common way to dispense with oneself, is it? Also, to go to your graveyard. Yeah. No note. No, no note. Eh, but uh, people don't often leave notes. I think that's a bit of a myth. <laughs> the whole mo- note buy, thing. Buy milk. <laughs> buy milk. <laughs> uh, um. Oh shit. No, oh, it's a pretty depressing <laughs> note as well. Anyway. Yeah. Um, All right. Buy chocolate. So they. Ha- so they. So they. They don't make eye contact, and they just have this, just stupid conversation mm. about like it's a good thing you didn't bring your younger brother Mike to this funeral that we're at now for Tommy who is our friend because Mike's very upset still about your and his since your siblings parents dying two years ago yes he still has nightmares about that funeral some might no. describe them as phantasms <laughs> <laughs> no oh, okay too yeah. soon i don't i don't know i don't know why it's called phantasm to be honest oh. I, except okay. that i felt like i was dreaming so they have this like we we just can't even be bothered getting this across so we're just going to flat out tell it all Spoon feed, yeah. while while both actors stare off pensively into the distance instead of actually talking ah, to each other i know other. why they're doing it it's probably because they're worried the set's going to collapse in on them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> They're watching the key grip, like, yeah, yeah. is he on this? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other guy, the guy who is the brother of Mike, um, the good looking one, basically. Okay. He was the hunk of the piece. Um, he, he goes through this long stroll through a, I don't know what it is. It's like a sort of mausoleum mortuary thing. I've okay. only ever seen it in America, where it's a big marble building with little name plaques all over the walls. Isn't that, a, a is that like a crypt? Is that a crypt? It see well, a crypt to me suggests that there's cobwebs and yeah, it's like, stone. And, it's like a family tomb or something, right? It's not a family tomb though, oh. because there's loads and hundreds of people in this place, and it's all marble, and there are just coffins stacked up and down the wall yeah. and, and across the wall like a filing cabinet okay just in but, case you need to find that one body yeah yeah <laughs> but i've only ever seen it in american programs i've never okay. seen one here yeah okay I, I don't know what it is but um it's pretty quiet in there mm. and this guy the hunk uh just sort of wanders through for ages and you can all you can hear is the click of his cuban heels 
okay. on the, the marble tiles. Well, it's not a usual place sit. that you do a tap dance. Goodbye, Mum and Dad. So he he just he strolls through looking sort of sad and confused. He looks confused through most of this film. I don't think he's the brightest. Yeah, I kind of get that impression. And he's a hunk as well, so he I think he's got a touch of the Zoolanders of about him. Yes, can't turn left. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh he he turns left, all right. He's not that bad. And he hears a weird noise that sounds a bit like a walkie-talkie. You know that weird, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Noise, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so he looks a bit confused again. And uh, and then does some more walking. So we've got more, like, click, click, well, clicking. This film is walking. riveting. That, yeah, it, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's just... It just goes from, like, what did I just see? Why did that just happen? And then... You spend five minutes watching this this idiot clicking his way. <laughs> uh, then he goes and looks at a grave at, uh, called Pearson and looks sad and confused while looking at the, the Pearson nameplate. I don't know who Pearson is at this point. Okay. Uh, I thought it might be Tommy, but it turns out they haven't actually gone to the funeral yet. Well, they did say his parents died, so maybe it's his parents. Turns out, yeah, it was his parents. Yeah. But pff, I didn't know that. Meanwhile, some asshole kid is scrambling through the graveyard, mm. which is incredibly disrespectful. Very. And the, the scrambler stalls, and he seems to think that sort of strangling it will help, so he just sort of goes to try and get it to oh, work right, okay, sure. And amazingly, that does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought? And while he's doing this, he sees something weird off in the distance. So yeah. So he okay. saw he saw something weird too. Something weird's going on at this mausoleum. Well, yeah, it's some dude going around on a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the weird thing. Yeah. Because who does that in a graveyard? I don't even like walking on people's graves in a graveyard. No, it's very rude. Um. So, clicky heels, Zoolander guy, mm. is he hears the weird noise again and he and he goes looking for it in a very relaxed and sort of bemused manner which is which is very much his his um, bag yeah yeah definitely he sees something like a weird black thing scuffle off around the corner so he follows after it again in a very nonchalant sort of fashion hmm i saw some sort of strange beast guess i'll guess i'll go see what it was and uh he's just peeping around the corner to see if he can see what it was when suddenly a big hand goes clamp onto his shoulder uh-huh. and he looks round and it's it's him again the old it's dude the, yeah the tall man all oh, right okay because he's very tall um and he like clamps his hand on the shoulder and he goes the funeral starting all oh, right okay in an ominous voice <laughs> just to clarify so he during the clunky exposition phase, they explained, mm. like, oh, it's Tommy's a good thing. Tommy's about to be mar- buried and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a good thing you didn't bring your brother because he'd be traumatised. Turns out it was uh, Zoolander's brother who was scrambling around the graveyard. And for some reason, this kid keeps stalking his brother. Uh, okay. I, I, don't know, I don't know why this kid is just stalking his brother constantly. But he followed him to the graveyard and he's hiding in the bushes during the, the burial with binoculars. 
Okay. So, funeral goes over and everybody leaves, but then he's still in the, the bushes and he sees the tall man just lift the coffin with one arm. Oh, yeah. Wow. And he's jacked. Bung it and I know, right? It's ripped. Yeah. <laughs> and throws it into the back of the hearse um, just all by himself. So the kid was like, that's, that's unusual. Definitely not how funerals usually go. Well, no. I mean, all the guests had left at this point. But I, why, I, why were they out in the field next to a big hole, presumably, with the coffin? Mm. If they weren't going to bury him, if they were going to then lift him and put him back in the marble mausoleum thing. Oh, so, so they're thinking he's going to go to the mausoleum? But, he does go to... But he, he I, thought pays, he's, I, he, I thought he was getting buried. I thought he was getting buried. I thought that's why they were out in the graveyard next to a big hole. I thought he was going to get buried yeah. in the in the hole. Well, yeah. And then everyone left. And this guy just one-arms a coffin and flings it in the back of the, of the hearse. I must, don't know how he did it. Well, also, he must be pretty tall because you'd need long arms because those things are deep. Like Oh, yeah. <laughs> six feet. He hadn't even gone into the hole. Yeah. Oh. He hadn't even put it in the hole yet. What? It was just sitting there, and he just lifted it up and flung it in the back so of a hearse. they dug a hole, and they just left the coffin by the side of it and didn't lower him in. Yep. That's nope. not how it usually works. Nope. I've been to a funeral or two in my time, mm. and I've never seen them take the coffin, set it next to a hole, then have everyone leave, and then have... The one mortuary attendant just left it one-armed and threw it in the back of the hearse. So everything apart from the one-armed thing you have seen. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, usually it takes two mortuary yeah, attendants yeah, exactly. to put it back yeah, in the hearse. Yeah. yeah. So turns out that the creepy little kid in the bushes with the binoculars, mm. his name is Mike. Okay. And he's the younger brother of uh, Jody, which is a Weird name for a dude, but I'm not here to judge. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a, so, a female name, as it were. And Jodie is the, the gormless Zoolander type hunk. Right? Right. Okay. Okay. And the guy that Jodie was talking to was a balding dude with a ponytail, but is actually called Reggie. Okay. Reggie. Cool. Reggie. If anyone, uh, Reggie. if anyone watch Archer, you'll get the uh, reference there. <laughs> well, that lemur had a lot more hair than Reggie did. Oh. So, uh, so that's that then. Um, all very strange. And the kid decides, well, the best thing to do now, I feel, would be to go and visit a blind psychic. Uh, all the uh, best psychics are blind. Like, um, was it Cassandra? Oh, yeah. Well, she was... Yeah, she she predicted the future, didn't she? Well, yeah, it did go very well. No. Mm. No, it did not. Funny that, it was a case of someone predicting what was going to happen if you didn't take action, and instead of taking her advice, they made her mad and blind. Wait, uh, this, this kind of rings, <laughs> the this kind of rings bell with uh, some stuff that's going on at the moment. People going, we maybe you should do this. Ah, I'll be fine. Well, nah, nah. We're not interested. Mm. We're, we're, we're just going to, you know, we'll go blind and just yeah, like bury yeah. our heads in the sand and see what happens. Well, yeah, anyway. So he's gone to see the psychic. Apparently he goes all the time. It's the impression you get. I, I don't know why. I don't know how he knows the psychic. I, I know, know why. What's going on. I don't the, know why. The psychic predicts that he's going to be there every week. 
<laughs> I can see that you're going to come back next week with m- even more money. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. He's 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 about fourteen years old though. Yeah. So what what a what a terrible shyster ripping off this fourteen-year-old kid. I'm mm. very surprised. Anyway, so he goes to see this um, psychic, and instead of saying to the psychic, "Hello, I'm back again." But this time I saw something really weird. I saw a very tall man steal a coffin single-handedly. Isn't that odd? No. What he says is, yep, so I think my brother is going to run away. (laughs) Uh, Well, the kid sounds kind of creepy, so running away wouldn't necessarily be the worst option. Would be rather a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, though, if he ran away because the kid was creepy and stalking him to make sure he didn't run away. True. And that's why yeah. I ran away. Yeah. He goes, uh, Jody, Jody's going to leave. And again, I'm left going, who's Jody? Uh-huh. I mean, introduced you to Jody. Uh, and just sort of inferred that it was the brother, Gormless. Uh-huh. Gormless Jody. Um, and then that scene ends. <laughs> wow, this is weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to, um, it's just, it's just so weird. So there's a speeding hot rod car like a proper american muscle car uh-huh, uh-huh. scudding down the street and they pull up into a nice like house in the suburbs uh and the little kid mike just jumps out and immediately starts fixing the car in the driveway so he's no in the car reason, yeah as is jody the gormless right okay and all the so tools mike the creepy, for fixing the car just happened to be there I think they were in the engine when he went to open the engine. He just immediately had a spanner. So I guess well, he keeps this, it in there, which might be why. <laughs> this might be why there's a problem with the car. Someone's left a wrench yeah. attached to something. And again, Judy the Gormless and and Reggie the Ponytail mm. have another one of these weird conversations where they don't actually make eye contact. And everybody looks like they've had Botox injections because nobody's face is moving. It's ah. all just like... Okay, all right. So apparently that was a sort of a a flashback or something. I don't know, because now we're back at the psychics. I don't know why. Bad editing. I I just don't, I have no idea what's happening in this scene at all. But the grandma tells uh, Mike the Creepy, you don't have to keep stalking your brother because... um, even if he does leave, he'll take you with him. Because you're a minor. So why would he just leave you on your own in this house? Why do you think that? There's some severe separation anxiety. Yeah, insecurity. Yeah, presumably because the parents um, died. He's yeah. gotten really clingy. Or yeah, That was two years ago. Wow. Yeah, he should have just justify... got over that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't be upset for it. But like... He's had two years to take this kid to therapy because he's rustling through the bushes after him. Well, I would say that possibly the psychic is the cheaper alternative to actual proper psychiatric help. Oh, either oh, that America. or when he was going through the uh, you know the phone book, he got psychiatrist and psychic mixed up. Oh yes, yeah, yeah like people mixing up parasitologist and parapsychologist. Yeah, which has happened to me more than once. Although maybe it can Thanks be both. So uh, <laughs> what you look for dead parasites well hopefully but, they're dead yeah 
Yeah, it's, it's the best kind, really. Um, oh, and while he was at the, the psychics, mm. he just mentions, oh, and by the way, I saw a tall man lift a coffin single-handedly. Oh. Just thought I'd throw that in there. So it mentions it this cares. time, but not last time. The, yeah. Hmm. He, no, he's still at the psychic. I think this is the first time... Oh, no, I think this is the one trip. I think he oh. went and said, my brother's going to leave me. Then he fixed the car in a flash back, flash forward. Uh, okay. And he also told the woman that while he was very disrespectfully riding a scrambler through mm. a graveyard with no helmet, high 70s, um, nice. he saw the tall man and uh, and fell off the, the, the bike. Okay. And and somehow that was the tall man's fault. I, I don't know why. It's not like he stuck a, sp- uh, a, a broom shaft in the spokes or anything. But I don't know. And the... The, the psychic granny's response to this is, oh, ooh, there's a box on the table now. And the kid goes, oh, oh, it materialized out of thin air. Did it? Was it not? Was it not there already? Uh-huh. I, hmm, anyway, and she says, put your hand in the box. Well, this and just sounds like June. What's, what's that? Oh, in, in the book. Well, they're going to oh, do to put I... the hand in the uh, box and it kind of makes it feel like his hand's burning. And if he takes yes, his hand that... out the box, he gets shivered. It'll kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, and then no one was has ever been able to keep their hand in the box for that length of time before. Crazy. Boom. Your magic. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty much the exact same thing, actually, yeah, okay. because the, the, gra- the granny says... Do not fear. Right? Ah, because and fear is the mind So he's got his... Yeah. So there's a bit of a June ripoff going on here. Yeah. He put his hand in the box and he's going, Oh, oh, it hurts, it hurts. And she's going, don't fear. So he calms down. Mm. He takes his hand out again and his hand's completely fine, just like June. Huh. And she says, fear is the killer. And the kid goes, that hurt. And she said, it was all in your mind. Hmm, interesting. Maybe June ripped this off, because wasn't the film of June in the 80s? Yeah, but the book was before that. I don't know when the book was made, actually. Anyway, okay, cool. Okay, psychic, psychic box, hand pain. Yeah, Yeah, it was all in your mind. And the kid goes, oh, yeah, and hands over a wad of cash. <laughs> so. <Mug. laughs> well, the granny obviously thinks so, because after he leaves, she just starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, another sucker. <laughs> nice. Like, he gets home and his hand like suddenly breaks out in blisters because there was poison ivy in the box. Yeah, it's just like a pot <laughs> full just... of histamine. <laughs> <laughs> just takes a while. Yeah. Um. Mean right. So that surreal scene is over. Another surreal scene starts. So Reggie the ponytail apparently is an ice cream man. Fair enough. Uh, who drives up to the house. And sees Jodie, the Gormless, sitting on the porch, playing an electric guitar and singing along. And the words to this song, uh, hang on, because it's very complicated. Okay, okay. Are, do-dee-doo, <laughs> Right? Wow, this guy's think, slow. Oh, well. Yeah. So, considering something he says later, like, he's got quite a cheek. Um, 
so he says this doody do and then you think oh reg reg the ponytailed ice cream man is going to join in what could he possibly contribute ice cream to this stellar piece of- <laughs> i think that's about it yeah he picks up an, an acoustic guitar and joins in playing the guitar and then they sing a song which is basically just sitting on the porch uh with my buddy yeah because um because uh my girlfriend left me for another man yeah 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 (laughs) wow that's uh that's cutting edge well not only is it cutting edge according to reggie the ponytail we're hot as love uh what does that mean i have no idea hot as love Makes me think someone's got gonorrhea, frankly. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then he takes out a tune. This is important. He takes out a tuning fork and goes ting and then brings one of his guitar strings. And then he puts both his fingers on the two prongs of the tuning fork uh-huh. to stop it from going boo. Okay. Right? And at, your time, at the time, I thought, that's a lot of superfluous detail. you you got to wonder why they took the time and effort to show us how a tuning fork works Chekhov's gun <laughs> Chekhov's gun exactly mm. yeah I'm sure I'm sure nothing will come up in the third act that involves a massive tuning fork so effectively you could probably mm-hmm. kind of guess at what was going to happen here because they were shoehorning uh, these two guys playing a guitar and no one who's on writing the film script could think of anything good to sing so they're just like but we yeah. need the tuning forks we need some instruments again okay fine yeah whatever I mean, it would have been equally good if Reg the Ponytail had just walked up to Michael the Creepy and gone, Hey Mike, do you know what a tuning fork is? No. Check this out. Dong. And then just put it on his head (laughs) and it just sounds hollow. (laughs) 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 Just reverberates. Yeah, just just asks him to open his mouth and just the noise comes out. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Hollow head. So, right, now this bit's really weird. I don't understand mm. what's going on here. All right. Uh, I mean, copy paste that sentence because I'm going to say it for the rest of the film. Yeah. Um. There's a, a blonde woman again. Apparently everyone in the 70s, if they were female, they were blonde. Even if they were men. Okay. <laughs> they were also blonde women. Okay. Um, she's in a lovely white dress. Oh. Very innocent looking. Okay. And she's got a big bunch of flowers and she's wandering through. She wanders into the graveyard and then she wanders into the mausoleum and she sees a door, and she opens it, and a white light shines through the door, and then you just hear a big scream, and then that's the end of it. Oh, good scene. No more, <laughs> there's no more information offered up at that point. Okay, so, uh, all right. Uh, 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 okay. Cool. Uh, uh, what, what's, what's going on there? What, is, is this next scene going to, oh no, 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 now we're in a hip bar. And of course, Jesse the Gormless is in said hit bar. So, guess where Mike the Creepy is? Uh, watching from somewhere else with binoculars. He's peering through the window of the hit bar. Right. From the outside. Okay. Now, if you thought Mike was creepy so far, wait to hear this. So, he's watching Jody the Gormless through the window. Jody pulls sees a hot blonde uh-huh. they're which, all hot blondes in that time <laughs> in that time yeah you can throw a rock and hit a hot blonde yeah. 
Well, uh, I'll should... take that under advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, he, yeah, so he's watching this. Jodie Pools, hot blonde again. Looks a bit like Lady Gaga, I must say. Was she covered uh, in meat? Uh, uh, not yet. Oh, that, wow. That, that, that was her plan for the evening. Okay, yeah. Because she... Cause, well, okay, I get well, it. You'll get I why get in it. a minute. Oh. Right. Um, so, <laughs> he, sees, he sees his brother Poole, and you'd think he'd be like, oh, he's got a lady friend. I'll give him some privacy. Yeah. No. Not only is he like, well, I'm going to keep <laughs> He's following carrying a him. camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's not cool. I'm going to make a fortune. He's like, woo, brilliant. Finally, Jody does something interesting for yeah, me to okay, stalk yeah. him and watch. Yeah. Ew. Your brother. It's your brother. Yeah. You freaking weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, they she lures him out of the bar to guess where. Graveyard, because yeah. that's the the pl- it must be like Whitby during Goth Week. Uh. <laughs> Everybody's going to the graveyard for business, and she says, "This is a weird sentence." She says to Jody, "What's the only thing to do in this time?" Yeah. Right, go to a bar, um, which you've just uh, left. What? What's the only thing to do in this time? It's a bit. I of mean, a don't ask structure. Jody that. Yeah. It is. I mean, if I were her and I was trying to flirt, well, if I were her and I was trying to flirt, I'd be like, do you ever watch Battlestar Galactica? But if it I hasn't were a been cool recorded woman, yet. <laughs> true, right enough, yeah. You're going to be really impressed when it comes In out. In 10 years time. <laughs> Cylons, man, you watch yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, if, if I were a cool, attractive blonde with questionable teeth um, and I were trying to seduce a chap, I would say something like, so, you know, what, uh, what's fun to do in this time? Or can you think of anything fun to do in this time? Not, what's the only thing to do in this time? Because he might have whipped around and gone, oh, the aquarium's class. you got to go see it. Yeah, it's got true. stingrays. Yeah. It's got an octopus. Because it is Jody. But you he can't see the cuttlefish. Cuttlefish, the one that have the bacteria that do the quorum sensing. Oh, I don't know. I mean, blue ringed octopi are the ones that have got the tetrodotoxin ones. Ooh, I know, yeah, it's pretty cool. Fish have that too. They do. It's yeah. the same bacteria. Coincidence? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have they been doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this casting, is how this casting. is how uh, rumors are spread. Yeah, <laughs> casting weird fish aspersions. <laughs> hey, they're mollusks. So, I thought. Cuttlefish were cephalopods. Oh, wait a sec. Oh, um, I'm not going to display my ignorance are. further. <laughs> they're in the sea. They're fish. Yeah, okay. Mm. Fortunately, Jody doesn't have time to answer the question, what's the only thing to do? Ha! He should have just said me. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Well, she took his advice. Smooth. Um, <clears throat> so she asked this very leading question. And just as Jodie's mind was melting with the complexity of answering it, she snogged him. Oh, well, okay, that solves that. Fine, yeah. Is she carrying a knife, by any chance? I don't know, Mm. actually, because you you don't get a thorough look at her pockets. (laughs) That's the first thing I check. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, empty out those pockets, oh, baby. God. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Dear me. Ooh, Wrigley's. <laughs> Wrigley's extra. My kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> None of this orbit nonsense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hubba bubba. <laughs> wow. They even still make uh, that stuff. Hubba bubba? Yeah. Yeah, they still Jeez. make hubba bubba. I'm pretty sure it's just like styrofoam with flavouring. Yeah, hubba bubba. You, you chew it for about three seconds going, oh, this is really nice. Oh, it's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember Do you remember earlier I said there's something weird about this, this uh, saucy scene? Yes. But I'll tell you about it later. For some right. reason, so she takes off her clothes, which, right. you know, Does she fold which was them? her want. She, she folds them neatly and sets them on the ground. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. She's, she, I don't get to see her take off her clothes. I just know they're off because now she has no clothes on. Okay. So she, this happened in the earlier scene as well, where you see the woman's face and then in another scene, you will just see her her bare chest. That and that's, kind of that's the whole okay. the whole frame is just bare chest. Right. So the reason and for then, that is right that it's probably a different actress. Oh, because but, the actress oh, might yeah. say, "I'm not doing any of these nude scenes," and then another actress will say, "Well, I'll do the scene, but I don't want people seeing my face." It's it's it was not Julia Roberts in the scene though. It was just presumably some mate of the director, since all the other yeah. actors in it were just amateurs and stuff. Surely he could have just put in an ad for a paper saying, "Wanted moderately attractive woman who doesn't necessarily need to have the best teeth because it's the seventies with rock and rack apply within." Yeah, he didn't yeah. need. How annoyed would you be if you had a shoestring budget? You've got this actress signed on for this role where she she's in the thing about five minutes and, totally, like, and she uh, goes, oh. It's like Joey when he's playing Al Pacino's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Al Pacino. It's no, not this be. woman who I've never seen act ever again, oh. unless it's Lady Gaga and she's just aged really well. Okay. I really doubt it. I just, th- that's some really confused male gaze going on in that film. Yes, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's weird. What? Yeah. So they're getting down to business. Mm. Uh, and at that point, <laughs> I've written here, <laughs> I've written growling in bushes, <laughs> which under the circumstances. Yeah, Mike, yeah. And what I mean is, while this is going on, Mike the Perv is watching it all. Uh-huh. He's super excited to be seeing illicit breasts. Yes. Which you said he's like 14, he, right? Yeah. Okay. He's watching all this from the bushes. That kid needs help. So he hears a growling noise from the bushes behind him. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, right. And he, and he decides he's going to go investigate it. Uh, presumably, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's thought, well, I might as well go see what that noise is and give Jodie some privacy. Uh-huh. And he goes off and tries to source uh, what it was. And he... Uh, comes around the corner and there's what I can only describe as a Jawa sitting there. Is you know that? The, oh, wait, you don't. That's one of the little like kind of bear looking things from Star Wars. Wee teeny! Yeah. Those wee guys. The little guys with the, the red eyes in the. with no face really because there's a big hood. Ah, they're the ones in the desert. Yeah, there's the little merchants in the desert. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right, okay, baby. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And All they right. sell robots to people and they go, Woochini! Okay, yes, okay. Or in the evening in the bar they say, Martini! Anyway. 
Nice. So it, Shaken it's, or stared. It's a ja- what? Shaken or stared. <laughs> I, I don't think these little guys care. Yeah, they, fair it, it's 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 just a Jawa. It's really no other way to describe it. It looks exactly like a Jawa, except it growls instead of going mutini. Okay. Um. So needless to say, the kid goes, "Oh my god, a Jawa!" and hugs it. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, the kid goes, ah, 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 <laughs> and runs out of the bushes oh, and runs through the graveyard, full on home alone screaming, right his way through the graveyard. Then comes the most tacky scene where Jody pulls his head up from what he's doing. He lifts his head <laughs> Where up. was his head? <laughs> I don't know, because he's got a pair of women's underpants in his teeth. Oh, well, okay. What? What the shit, Jody? So he his head pops up. He's got these pants dangling from his teeth, and he goes, "What the heck?" Oh wow, classy yeah. acting. And he he leaps up, and chases after his pervert brother. And at no point does he say, "Why were you here watching me get it on in the graveyard?" Well, he no, doesn't he know this. After. He just knows that his brother is now running through a graveyard. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't know what his brother's been doing because that would be even weirder. It, uh, yeah, because he just totally doesn't care. He's like, no, my brother. Uh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. Stop sending him to a psychic. Get him help. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he finally catches up with his brother and he's like, what the what the shit? What are you doing? And he goes, um, oh, I saw a Jawa in the bushes, <laughs> or something to that effect. And the brother amazingly doesn't believe him. Uh huh. He's like, oh, you probably saw a gopher or something. He's like, I think I know the difference between a Jawa and a gopher. Thank you very much. There's a massive sand crawler (laughs) behind it. (laughs) He tried to sell me a droid with a bad motivator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which, if you watch Star Wars, you would have found very funny. I've heard the quote before. It's hilarious. Yeah. Thank you for that patronising vote of confidence. That's what I'm here for. So Jody's response to his brother's clear psychiatric meltdown is to give him the house keys and says, go home. You're drunk. On your own. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're a pervert. And thinks, and and just goes back to the graveyard looking for his, his lady friend. His paramour. His paramour, mm. except that she's gone. Oh. And he, he looks rather gormless again, uh, as, as is his style. You should be looking disappointed. He he looked a mixture of gormless and disappointed. Okay. Gorm appointed. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, so Mike the Weird, Mike the Creepy, has gone to bed and has a leopard print pillowcase. <laughs> Saucy. Yeah, that's like, I've never seen one. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that. I think uh, yeah. Not enough leopards. Seventy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he ran out. <laughs> and he has a dream that he's in bed, but the bed is in the middle of a graveyard, and the tall man is just standing at the at the head of the bed with his hands on the the, the what do you call it the headboard bedsteads. Yes, and then s- zombies pop out of a grave on either side of the bed Ooh. and lunge over the top of. Mike and Mike goes ah okay as you would and and that was that 
and I don't really know what the point of that was. Um, anyway, because now we're in a completely different scene where, what do you call him, um, Jody goes back to the bar, the hip, the hip uh-huh. pool bar, which apparently was called the June's Cantina. Is this, is this a kind of thing like uh, Cinderella? Who? Cinderella. Yeah. So he just goes along with yes. the knickers. <laughs> like, who can fit in these? <laughs> the bartender's like, I think I can. Yeah, well, only on only on Sundays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Nice. Yeah, so he t- <laughs> he takes the underpants back to June's cantina. Mm. Uh and of course his stalker is with him. But this time, while Jody is back at the bar being Prince Charming. Yes. Um, Mike the Perv wanders off um, sucking a lollipop. Did he buy it from, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy with the hair, ringy hair? Ponytail. Oh, no. It's like, um, I think Americans call it a sucker. A popsicle. No, it's not a popsicle. Oh. It's not frozen. It's a boiled sweet on a stick. Oh, okay. Like chubba chub. Yeah, okay. By hubba bubba. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Okay. So he's sucking a chubba chub. Don't. I won't. And... <laughs> I'll leave that one there. It's too easy. And he's he's having a, a a good old go on this lollipop when he looks up the street and in slow motion, the tall man is striding manfully up the street. Whoa, Dreamweaver! Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, nice. no, no. Huh? Not like Phantasm Dreamweaver. <laughs> Oh yeah! It's supposed to be scary, I guess. And he's just like doom doom and the weird like woo noise is going yeah. on again. He like slow motion walks with his hair flapping about in the breeze because he's got kinda long hair. Okay. Seventies hair. Does he have a top hat? And he doesn't have a top hat. Okay. He hasn't he just has a imagine if Picard grew his hair down to his like chin. Oh neck, yeah, okay. Sort of thing yeah, but right. there's no hair at the okay, top cool all right it's just the the sort of yeah like okay. the like the ferengi headgear he's got that on mm. so he he slow motions it up the footpath and reggie's there reggie the ponytail ice yes cream and reggie opens the back of his lollipop van uh, um ice cream van a uh-huh. load of mist comes out oh yeah yeah okay okay like dry ice stuff out. yeah so of course the the tall man stops in this to sort of like shake his hair about and be it's dead. It's like it's like uh, what was it called Baywatch, but like just walking down a street. Yeah. So imagine like scary Baywatch, <laughs> which I think is Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Scary Baywatch was every time Hasselhoff turned up. <laughs> so uh, with a pint in his so hand. This... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, and a burger. <laughs> so um. Uh. He's, he he walk, he strides up the street, these massive heels on, I might add. He looks like Eddie Munster. I thought you were going to say Baby uh, Spice. Then, or Baby Spice. Yeah, he looked exactly like Baby Well, more like Posh Spice, actually. Okay. And stops. Hair's the same length. Mm. And, like, stands in the mist, looking at, at, apparently scary, but it, looked, it all looked terribly seductive to me. And then he slowly turns around and looks in a sinister man- manner at, at Mike the Perv. Uh. Probably looking at him going, I saw what you did in the graveyard last night, you little freak. 
I'm pretty sure that's the name of the film. (laughs) I saw what you did in the graveyard last night. I know what you did last summer, yeah. (laughs) It's a very specific sequel. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then then continued to to strut up the street. Mints. (laughs) To mince up the street, yeah. Yeah. Which which was very strange. Okay. Now, cut back to June Cantina, where Jodie is trying to find his Cinderella. Uh Uh-huh. But he's a lot... This guy is not Prince Charming. This guy is Prince, I don't know, uh, toxic masculinity. It's back, people. Because um, he's back at the bar and he says, Hey, did you see? have you seen that woman that I left this bar with last night? We went up to the graveyard for some, but she bitched out on me. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. I'm assuming bitched out means saw a young teen screaming through the graveyard and then having your partner leap off you and then chase after said child and disappear for like 10 minutes leaving you naked and alone in a graveyard at midnight with no knickers with no knickers because he ran off with them I know shocking I I can't imagine what sort of woman would leave under those circumstances it's a mystery to me Mm. because you know i'm sure she was so emotionally invested in this guy she met 10 minutes ago she probably went back to the bar and and picked someone else up if that's what she wanted them i guess well was it the same woman who stabbed the first guy yes yes it was oh you didn't clarify that part oh sorry no you just said this is the same all right okay sorry i wasn't clear it was yeah no worries worries, okay Hmm. Okay. So, for, I don't know why this kid is solely in charge of all auto maintenance uh, on this car of Jody's. It, it's a strange relationship that he that he has with his brother. That he's like, I well, you're really good at fixing my car, so I guess I'll let you stalk me. That seems yeah. to be the arrangement okay. that they've come to. I don't know, but the kid is under the car fixing. Something under the car. Uh, okay. Let's both pretend the... we know what we're talking about. <laughs> sure. It's probably changing He's... the oil. The sump. Yes. That's a thing. Or the sump, the sump pump, or the muffler. That's under there. The carburetor is around there somewhere too, but I think that's more in the engine compartment. I would have thought so, yeah. Mm. That sounds engine-y. Yes. But I have a feckin' clue. Magic. That's how cars work as far as I'm concerned. And petrol, the car, and petrol. Petrol helps. Yeah. Well, or diesel. Tesla. Oh, yeah. Or ele- or electric. Or bioethanol. So the cars. Oh yeah, that's mm, how that's Hugh Fernley Whittingstall gets around. <laughs> Just drinking ethanol. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. Yeah. Oh, poor Hugh. Oh, poor We're Hugh. lying on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. We are not suggesting that Hugh Fernie Wettingstall is a really cheap alcoholic. Yeah, we are not. Kathy <laughs> <Dream>. is. Ah, <gasps> <gasps> uh, lols. Lies, filthy lies. I'll have you know that Hugh Fernie Wettingstall's veg cookbook is one of the, my absolute favourite cookbooks. And I always have it in the kitchen. I use it all the time. It's great. Okay, good. No, he seems like a really yeah. nice guy. I've got nothing yeah. against him. So he's very good. It, well, I mean, he also did that really good thing about stop throwing away all the fish that are kind of fish. getting killed and then just throwing back in the sea because quotas and stuff. I mean, I agree yeah. there should be quotas, but I mean, wasting fish that have already been caught is kind of, seems criminal. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Those poor fish. Anyway, back on, back on track. Woman, bar, he... misogynist. Yes. Misogynist, car. Yeah. They're now yeah. under a car. Okay. Apparently they got home. Apparently the car broke again. And he sent his 14-year-old brother under the car to fix it. Which, uh, alright. Okay. If that's, <laughs> if that's how you roll, fine. So he starts hearing the weird growling noise again. And uh, the car starts to rattle. And then the jack that was holding the car up oh, falls no. over. Oh, shit. So now, now Mike is pinned under the car. Yeah, that's not cool. No. And he sees two feet appear and he hits the feet with a hammer. Okay. Uh, except that... It's it Jody's feet. <laughs> Jody's feet. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because he's so thick, it takes a long time for the nerve like conduction to get to his brain. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So eventually he goes, oh. <laughs> um, and again, again, Mike wiggles out from under the car and starts going, I'm telling you, I saw a jawa. I'm Why pretty sure Jodie waited for him to get under the car and then kicked the jack out going, I'll get rid of this <laughs> shit. That's pervert stalking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Cost me some action last mm. night. Saved him getting stabbed, just FYI. Um, but he, he's not he's to know not that, to right? So the kid's like, I saw Jawa again. Why would you believe me? It happened. I get this. Jody. Jody says, Are you sure it wasn't that retarded kid, Timmy, mucking around? What? Pots From down the street. <laughs> yeah, for one thing. And, and also, like, that's not what? a bribes. No. Yeah. Retarded kid. I, I, my sister works with special needs kids and never once have she told me of a kid who sneaks around to their neighbour's house in the dead of night dressed as a Jawa specifically to kick the jack out of their car to try and pin you underneath it to giggle and run off. That is not a particular disability that she encounters yeah. a whole bunch. Yeah, fair enough. Asshole. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he doesn't seem to be, like, you know, covering himself in glory in any of this. No. Maybe that retarded kid, Timmy, bitched out on you. <laughs> ah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a cracker this guy is. So, Mike the Perv is understandably upset at this point that no one believes him that Jawas are loose. Because mm. you, you would believe him, wouldn't you? Mm. That's a perfectly reasonable thing to be saying that's happening. So he decides he's going to strap a massive bowie knife to his calf from now on. Okay. Which he does. Uh, and then he puts on an entirely denim ensemble uh, and puts a crucifix in his pocket just to be super sure because you never know, might be vampires. Might be a vampiric tower. <laughs> a vamp- yeah. And decides he's going to head back to the, the graveyard. So... Given that he's a master of peering in windows Mm -hmm. at this point, he goes over to the basement window, kicks it in, and I guess fenestrates? (laughs) He he throws himself out through a window. Well, defenestrate would be to throw someone out of a window. Oh, he threw something in. He goes in. Okay. So would that be fenestration? I suppose, yeah. He goes in through the now broken window regardless okay and has with him a fucking massive lighter it's like a blowtorch he's brought with him this guy just seems like he just wants to destroy the church and everything surrounding it 
because he's got some the people just bike. want to see the world burn. <laughs> yeah, I know. What an asshole. Yeah, it's not even a church either. It's a flipping mortuary mausoleum thing. Yeah. So he's not even like it's not like he's in a Norwegian death metal band where he's going around burning down churches. He's and how do you burn down a marble building? Carefully. Anyway, do you, mm, <laughs> it would take a bit of effort. Uh, uh, isn't this something so along has, the lines of you like add acid and then that releases hydrogen? Or is into that... marble? Yeah, because marble's made out of it's calcium carbonate, isn't it? I don't know. Because are you, aren't you supposed to avoid getting lemon juice or marble or something? <gasps> Is that right? Uh... The next time I'm in a tile shop, I'll bring some <laughs> acid with me and pour it into the tiles and see what happens. Okay. So he's he's wandering around in the basement uh, with this enormous lighter. Mm. And he, uh, he manages to find a wig. Worth the effort. Did he? What? Uh, he finds a wig. I don't know why. I don't know what the point of that was. But uh, he then sneaks into the like casket area mm. where they store all the unused caskets. Um, but somebody's come in. Is it the tall <clears throat> so man? So Mike has had to hide. No, uh. it's not the tall man. It is a different man in a bucket hat. Uh. You know what a bucket hat is? Do you know the hat that Gilligan wore in Gilligan's Island? Oh, yeah, I know what a bucket hat is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got a bucket hat on and a boiler suit on. So he looks like a rather jaunty Michael Myers. Uh, and he is looking around to, to figure out where the noise was coming from, presumably. Also uh, to find his wig. Found... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I had to wear the hat. Yeah. Because <laughs> someone nicked his wig. Um, he almost found Mike the Perv, but the tall man appeared <gasps> and beckoned bucket hat away. Okay. Come with me, right? And you think, ooh, a new character. I bet he's going to be pivotable. P- pivotable? I bet he's going to be pivotal to pivot. the rest of this film. Pivot. <laughs> That's another French <laughs> reference for those of you out there. Um. So, so what's his face? What do you call him? Mike. Mike the Perv. Mm. Peeps out and and starts wandering around the mortuary again, in this really tacky marble mortuary with red velvet and grecian statues everywhere classy and and he sees the door do you remember the door Mm. that the blonde woman opened and screamed yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. now haha so he hears a banging noise coming from that door right and he thinks to himself interesting banging noise i'll bank that for later but we now we introduce the thing that made this movie famous, the balls. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, the flying balls. Okay. There is a, like there is some a Elmo's fire? No, it's a shiny metal ball. Okay. About the size of a cantaloupe loop, I guess. And it flies and it goes through the air. Okay. And you see that ball and you go, woo, interesting, right? <laughs> Bucket Hat. Bucket Hat catches Mike the Perv and uh, is holding on to Mike the Perv as the ball's coming straight for Mike the Perv. Uh-huh. And he freaks out and he bites very loudly. It sounds like he's biting into an apple, which or a is cantaloupe. how they used to do that sound effect back in the day. Ugh, no, nobody bites into a cantaloupe. That would just go... 
Or an this antelope. Like, uh, noise. More like an antelope. He bites into him. Okay. Yeah, Savages okay. his arm. Yeah. So, of course, Bucket Man, Bucket Hat drops Mike and the ball gets Bucket Hat. Oh, Bucket oh. Man. What? So the... <laughs> Bucket He's a bucket man. man. <laughs> bucket wow. man. Wow, that was well timed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the ball is flying towards Bucket Man, and two spikes poke out the front of the of the ball. Just like in Terminator Two. No. The the dude with the finger. It's like a roast. It's like a roast fork. You know those forks you used uh, to pin yeah. down a roast yeah, while you yeah, slice I know it. The ones, yeah. Two of those poke out. Mm. Boop boop. Right. And it just goes, boop, into Bucket Hat's face. Okay. Into his forehead. Yeah, okay. And it's stuck there. So he's got a ball stuck to his face now. Yeah. And then and then a drill comes out. What? Of the, yeah, between the two roast forks. Okay. A drill comes out and drills into the bridge of his nose. Right. And there's very fake looking, fake blood that just looks like red paint. All over the place. And then a little hole opens up at the back of the ball and blood sprays everywhere. At the back of the ball? Out of it. Out the back of the ball. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. It's, On it's many like levels. Um, oh, yeah. There's a... There's a... There's a, a vector for... I can't remember which parasitic disease, but it bites you and it just keeps drinking blood and just... Gluts yeah. itself so that what comes in goes out. Yeah, and yeah, it just I know the way you mean. Yeah, and the issue yeah. is that it's in the poop, and when you scratch yourself, it transmits more into the skin. Yes. Um. Yeah, it just eats and poops constantly. That's what this ball does. Okay. It just drills into your face and poops the blood out the back. Aphids do the same for plants. Bastards. I know. Terrible. Yeah. So that's what happens. It's this. Th- yeah. So the balls are awesome. They're the best part. Of the whole movie. It balls. sounds Those like the, they've just the been lifted man. from a completely different film. Yeah, because they're really good. And also, and they, they've not, there's none, none of this has ever been kind of suggested this is going to happen before. No, 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 you did not see this coming. No. Jawas didn't have floating orbs with them. No, what is this? And they, they're not in the first film a whole bunch, but there's like five of these movies. Okay. And... I think they realise quickly that the balls are the star of the show because they get used more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Don't. You know it. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. You walked into that one. I did, didn't I? Um, <laughs> so that happens. Uh, Bucket Hat falls to the ground because he's dead. Yeah. Shouldn't be a huge shock, that. Yeah. And... Mike the perv sees this and then looks around and sees at the other end of the hall the tall man is standing there and Mike, I swear to God, Mike goes, uh, oh shit. I'm in (laughs) trouble now. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) The next line after, uh, oh shit should have been, I've forgotten my lines, but I guess they just, that's what they went with. And for some reason, they... It's kind of like a musical, how everybody just knows the words and the dance moves. For some reason, both of them just knew that they should walk towards each other like it's a Western, but backwards. Yes. Okay. And they're walking towards each other in a, you know, macho sort of way. 
but there's a sort of a, a loud crash off camera somewhere and uh, Mike just legs it. He just runs away. And the tall man is in hot pursuit. But I guess because the tall man's wearing such high heels, he can't chase him as Ooh, well. Ooh, that's a risk of breaking my... ankles. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my theory. Um, so we call him uh, Mike. He, he runs through a door and slams it behind him. But he caught the tall man's hand in the door. Ooh. And it's going like this. And his blood is yellow. Okay. <gasps> and Mike goes, Wah! and starts slashing at the fingers. Oh, because he's got the Bowie his, knife. Bowie knife? Yeah. yeah. Not with the crucifix. Yeah. With the Bowie knife. And the fingers fall off and do a sort of a Oh, classic. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And Mike goes, I'm having one of those. So he keeps it and puts it in his pocket. He wants a finger. In his pocket. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> pocket edition. So, of course, there's Jawas after him as well. They, like, hop out of the cupboards oh, and right. attack him and stuff. And he manages to get out of the mortuary, uh, minus a shoe, because the Jawas are gra- grabbing at him and they keep a shoe and he and he fucking legs at home. Okay. Okay, we're going to pause it there. So, join us next time for Why Did You Watch? Episode 2, Part 2. Why did you watch it?